Yo, yo. What up? What up? Yo. What up? What up? Hey. Hey, welcome. Welcome to Benny's crib. What up? Oh, uh, yeah, just leave your shoes over there. It's cool. Yeah, thanks. Does that sound cool? Yo. Yo, what up? Welcome to Benny's crib. I hit record. All right, I'm at it. Bang, bang, bang. We live. We here. It's tremendous. I'm going to make sure we're recording. Hey, we recording. This is the first ever visual video Benny's crib episode, allegedly. And I'm here with one half and the shadow of the other half. Yeah, I had a squeaky seat. I had a squeaky oh, there we seat. go. There we go. I'm with Mains. I mean, I was gonna say the only twins in the in the in the music scene. That's definitely not true. The only twins that I know in the main music scene, and that is the Ravine. We have the um, the brothers here today. How are you guys? They're doing great. Yeah, doing real well. Let's see if I remember. Henry's wearing the black sweatshirt. Yeah, dude. Money. Joe's wearing the red hat. You got an eye for it already. It's, yeah. Then what? Time Sign me up. I'll like be a twin psychologist. <laughs> um, new project out now. Let's celebrate. That's pretty fucking exciting, guys. How you feeling about that? Great, dude. It's good to have it out. Talk on it just real quick. Um, we'll talk about it more in depth later. But for the people, give them a little taste. Give them a little uh, blurb, if you will. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it was uh, a bunch of songs that were like in the kind of in the um, in the magazine, so to speak, that we had done uh, a couple years ago when we were still in school and recorded them at school. And then we had a couple of recording sessions outside uh, outside of school. And uh, yeah, just a bunch of songs that we had. And uh, honestly, we had no way of editing them anymore, which is usually the bane to uh to releasing any of our music we we get stuck in holes where we edit shit all the time and uh these were untouchable we just didn't have the files so it was it got to a point where it was like fuck it let's just put them out yeah and i think it got to a point too where um yeah there were like there were songs that we both appreciated for different reasons um, and it just kind of made sense where it's like, cool, let's just put out some music, whatever. Like what's, what's, what's the, what's the harm and just, um, you know, doing a little four song EP and putting it out there. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's dope. It's out now. Like I said, tap into the ravine socials, uh, hit them up and, uh, there's a link cause it's a dope little project. And, uh, just so y'all know, we're live in Portland, Maine. It's pretty warm, but windy today out here. In this East Coast aquatic zone, mm-hmm. and uh, spring is almost here. I always want to do a little weather update. Like I said, new project out now. Um, it's a pretty hip hop centric podcast, or at least how it, it was going to start in my mind. But really, um, we interview R and B, uh, jazz, alternative beat uh, makers, producers. Uh, just straight vocalists so uh it's cool to have y'all here because like you know you're not really hip-hop so to speak but you know hip-hop is uh around our lives every day being you know alive in america at this point and uh 
I want to ask you this question, even though it might not relate sonically to your music. Uh, memories wise, it definitely might. What's your first memory of hip hop? I ask that to everybody. I got, I got one. Um, yeah, I think first kind of like uh, seminal memory of hip hop um, was definitely with kind of like the neighborhood homie. Um, personally, you know, it's like as soon as you got off the bus, it was like you're hanging out, whatever, chilling since kind of yeah. early on in life. Um, it was like us playing a lot of um nfl street and listening to ti um paper, paper trails. trails yeah man paper trails <laughs> is a sick album um that was one that we bumped a lot and uh yeah it was just kind of an eye-opener in terms of um what was out there and i like to this day it's like if you i haven't listened to it in a while but i'm sure if you like played you know the first like four bars of any song, it'd be like, oh shit, yep, for sure. That's you know, <laughs> Go right back to it. You want to add add anything, Henry? Yeah, dude. Uh, I was thinking about this the other day, and uh, well, I was watching a documentary in Tupac Shakur. Uh, it was like kind of featured in it. He was a part of it, and uh, there's a song that he did with Elton John, "Ghetto Gospel." I remember listening to that like, uh, <laughs> like in the kitchen, um, and like just like. I, it's so fucking cheesy but like I, I remember just like fucking learning every single word to that song and i still got it i like I, I put it on my spotify when i first got my spotify and every once in a while like shuffle put it on and it's always like let's fucking go like, <laughs> i love that i love that i love those early memories of uh of hip-hop you can't ever go wrong when you uh i don't know just think back about the moments that made an impression on you because obviously you're probably connecting with it positively. So dope. shout out, shout out those uh, early memories. Um, you touched upon it. You touched upon growing up, but for the people who don't know, where did you two grow up? Uh, we grew up in Yarmouth, uh, Yarmouth, Maine. And it was uh, a pretty like, uh, yeah, it was, you know, like kind of like suburb, like village life, nothing mm -hmm. crazy pretty chill but uh yeah we had a really great neighborhood growing up which was kind of the thing I was thinking about like there was um there was like two or three families that had a bunch of kids uh each of them had like three or four kids and all of them all the kids like lined up age-wise through the kind of the generations so like we would always have these like massive fucking like game nights and like, yeah hangout sessions and shit playing manhunt stuff like yeah, that exactly. dude kick the can was like I never played kick the can. What is kick the can? Oh, it's so sick. It's like similar to manhunt. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. It's like there's one can that's set up in like a central location, and there's one person that's guarding it, uh, and everyone else goes and hides, and that person has to go and like find the people that are hiding, and then it's a race back to the can, and like getting people in jail and shit like that. It's dramatic. It's honestly dramatic. Like, I like that, yo. I like capture the flag a lot too. You guys ever fuck with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, man. Yeah. That's another good one. When you get the flag somehow and you look and there's a sea of enemies and you have to like pivot through them all. Yeah. That's that and then you do it. That's a top 10 moment when you're when you're an elementarian. Heroic. Bro, bro, you're, yeah. a, you're a hero. Just like the energy, the energy that's coursing through your veins in those moments, <laughs> yeah. man. It's like like I don't think I've ever 
gotten cl- like you know it's like I've, i think i've tried to like achieve that in other ways but it's just that fucking yeah yeah mm-hmm. i feel you it's like I, you can't even put it into words like i might i might feel that intense like i'll feel lucky to feel that intense like one time in like five six years like i don't know <laughs> i was feeling that shit every day on the playground actually that's not true when concerts were open concerts are pretty much one of the similar things like when you're like in the middle of a pit and it opens up and you see like everyone around you and you're like oh, oh, oh this is gonna like oh, come in towards me oh, I, I love that shit like that's that's like a playground feel for me man yeah. um that's cool you're, you're from yarmouth um some of the people for you people at home who don't know that they're mentioning um and these two gentlemen form something called a uh, block the wind if i'm correct mm-hmm. uh i don't really know when exactly i want to say probably in the uh 20 early early 2010s at some point if not maybe even like late 2009 era i don't really know man but yeah. a collective of artists from yarmouth speak more on it yeah it will uh it joe and i were it, it, like block the wind started as like this group of kids kind of similar to what we're talking about like a neighborhood group of kids that all grew up um in like a different part of yarmouth Oh shit! So you weren't even referring to the the block the wind homies. You had like other like neighborhood yeah. homies. Oh yeah. no! Shit. A whole separate network, dude. Oh, I'm thinking Yarmouth is just like one block, pretty much, because an old orchard is it's like pretty small town. But there are different sections to it, I guess. Now that I think about it, so that's really cool. I guess how did you link with the block the wind homies then? Yeah, well, it started. Uh, it started like kind of by the time that high school's ending, so it was like mid 2010s, like 2014, yeah. 2013, maybe um and it it was like all those people were hanging out and at the time it was like there was like kids that were into music uh like one pounds and like ben thompson obviously his sister libby um and then like there were like cool like graphic artists that were doing stuff out there um but at the time joe and i were really good friends with luke who's one pounds um so like we kind of got like roped in through him. I thought we became really good friends with Ben. Um and yeah, that's kind of how it it's kind of how it like developed. Uh so we weren't in on like the the actual like founding of the thing. Um but we were always like kind of like there. That's cool. Actually, I didn't know that. Um I thought again, I shouldn't assume when you assume you make an ass out of you when you make an ass out of me. I assume you guys were all from the same area, so you all just actually they're, they're more Cousins Island part of Yarmouth, right? Am I correct? Yeah. And, and y'all more like what were we talking about the one time we had we had another conversation of this previously in the Clam Festival? What was it? Yeah, we're at so we're like closer to NYA. We're like kind of right like in that um like on Main Street. Yeah, uh, and that's where the huge clam festival or whatever. What yeah. is it the clam festival? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, talk on that because actually it's pretty record breaking. Like a hundred k comes to your little town for a freaking clam off. Yeah, yeah, bro. It's a it's a it's a town of like yeah like eight thousand people <laughs> year round, but like for one weekends in like kind of late mid late summer, hundred thousand people roll through, which is obviously like uh, kind of a shock to the system. Um, oh. Especially just like growing up there, you know, it's like that's your like neighborhood essentially. 365 days out of the year but like those two days or those three days just become like it pops off you know like the world kind of comes to you in a way which like you know whatever like doesn't really you know but like as a kid like that's some cool shit 
Yeah, for real. Henry, are you enjoying the clams, fried clams, clam strips? I mean, what are we what are we doing? Yeah. All the above. All the above, bro. It's All just the above. Like fried food heaven, man. Yeah. Butter, dip them in the garlic. Dude, yeah. Somebody sitting next to you, eat it. Tremendous. Yeah, and dude, the way it works too is like uh it's like a big like fundraising event for like everyone in town. Like all the all like the sports teams have like booths and shit like that and like uh, baseball all that. And uh Joe and I put lacrosse in high school and lacrosse's thing was trash. Um so Wait, like, we, like they were they were a trash we, team or they like picked up trash. Yeah, like literally like we like our jobs are to like walk around and like uh to all the trash bins at clan fest like whenever a trash bin was full it was like picking it up like gotcha the bag up put another bag in doing that kind of thing but it was always sick because when you got off it was kind of like the end of the booths doing their thing and they would always have extra food extra clams extra like whatever and you put the trash or they love you yeah smelling like shit you got like all this like grease yeah. on just like dude it was like it was like the hot clam juice that's yeah. in the bottom of a bag all day that's just like all over you it's just like that was my nickname in college I, hot clam juice yeah it's like i'm some clams. shit right now dude yeah you got a dysarts hat on bro yeah dude i'll fuck with dysarts bro they got good pancakes yeah man they're a little empire they go hard they like they kind of run shit Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like a lot of dirty stuff happened to Dysarts. Let's be honest. That's a big front. No, I'm not even talking about the, like, <laughs> the company side. They're probably, they could be on the books. Um, it's a truck stop in Bangor, Maine. <laughs> yeah. What, like 24-7? Yeah, 24-7. I think there are multiple truck stops, too. It's like a, it's a thing. It's you got to watch out up there, yeah. Like, dirty things are happening. You don't drive all the way out back, and especially you don't go behind the building. You don't want to know what's going on behind Dysarts past 11 p.m. Right. Yeah. 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 There's like a strict kind of curfew for that. There are rules. There are rules to this. <laughs> tremendous. Tremendous. Well, it's kind of back to the, uh, I'm going to try and pronounce your last name. Is it Oliva? Oliva. Oliva. Damn. Oliva. Like Oliva closed off that uh, prank call name. You ever heard of that from like The Simpsons? No. Oh, dude, all right. Bar Simpson calls Mo, um, the bartender, and he's like, is there an Oliver there? And he's like, Oliver? Oliver, what do you mean? What's the last name? Cl- uh, close off. And he's like, Oliver, close off. Oliver, close off. I <laughs> yeah, with Mo's accent. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, God damn it. And then he, like, hangs up the phone. So, Oliver. Henry and Joe Oliver. There we go. I always get a little anxiety sometimes when I, like, try and pronounce people's names and I think I'm going to say it wrong. No, my camera's going to turn off again. It just beat to me. Why does it do that? <laughs> i don't know why i'd be doing that is it dead or some shit i mean my, my audio's still on Uh-oh. Yeah, <laughs> it's me hey, we, back. we back yo jack at least my audio's still going so worst comes to worst what i'm gonna do because i'm having a good time here if that happens again i'm gonna still talk to you but while i'm talking i'm gonna switch out my uh battery for the gopro but i don't get it it's plugged into a power source so i have no fucking clue here guys i'm trying my best moving on what were your hobbies growing up? Was music your hobby? You mentioned lacrosse. What'd you guys spend your time doing? Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking about that the other day. I was having a conversation with somebody and we were, I don't know, just like kind of ex- like comparing experiences of whatever childhood, you know, like that, that whole conversation. But it was interesting. Like I, I was just thinking about it and it's like, yeah, like 
I feel like growing up, it was like a lot of kind of things were encouraged by like the people around me to like, whereas like cool word, like I like music, I'm gonna do a little bit of music. Then it was also like, you gotta play sports if you wanna, you know, if you like your small school, like you gotta play sports if you want. And so it's like, cool, I'm gonna like spend my time doing a lot of sports. Um, so it was like, it was like a kind of interesting mix of everything where like, I don't, I don't think I necessarily as a kid got too deep into anything, but like, um, yeah, just kind of a mix of like those formal activities of like, you know, music and sports and then just a healthy dose of fucking around um, with, with my friends, which like at different times meant different things, you know, it was like, when we were really young, it was like running around the woods and like hitting each other with sticks and shit. Yeah. And then, you mentioned kick the can and shit like that. Yeah, like kick the can. And then like By high school, it was like ripping bong and setting off fireworks. <laughs> running for the cops. Yeah, yeah. Like there's always sand in your shoes for some reason too when you yeah. go running around doing shit. Like I grew up yeah. on a beach, man. I can't tell you how many times I'd be like, why the fuck am I all sandy? Like why, why, why do I have sap on my hands? Just shit like that. Right, yo, yeah, for real. Where it's like, how did, like, I, I don't, what did I do to get this dirty all of a sudden? Yeah. Or like, yeah, exactly. Like a clean, like, layer, or not layer, but like a cutoff line at your ankle of just like dirt. Yep. No, straight up. You can't, you don't buy white shoes. Never. That no. age. Oh, man, I'd always be like bleeding. I always like be cutting my, like, I'd come home and be like, how are these cuts? Like, what the fuck? My shoes <laughs> cut up. I just went out and had like three beers in the woods with my friends and looked like I fucking fell down a mountain. Oh, tremendous. All right. We're getting off topic here because I'm here for the music. We're here because uh, Color Behind the Eyes is out and I want to talk about some music. Y'all on a little, not village, but small town life, having fun, playing in the woods, being creative. But when did the two of you start to really want to like make music together? Had you been making music growing up or was it like something fresh you wanted to do with a ravine kind of give me some history in that. yeah um the it like it uh like it all kind of started with this like very uh like our my dad our dad's really italian and so like a, the image in my mind is like a kind of like a uh, like a mafia style like drive through the countryside mm. where like him and my mom essentially were like, "You guys gotta start doing music." Like, there's no reason why yeah, they had to sit down music. almost. They're like, "Listen, it's gonna be a problem if you guys don't start making." Yeah, music. Exactly. it was like suggested. Yeah, offer you couldn't refuse. <laughs> I was like, "What are you gonna do?" Pull off the road and just like dump us out. <laughs> yeah, it was a suggested thing, but it was like it was definitely one of those things. Where it's like, okay, got it. Um, and then that like uh, Yarmouth's got um this really cool music school three seventeen, um that uh it does like it, it like is mostly like bluegrass and uh kind of like more traditional uh like folk school so it does like a lot of string stuff but uh we started taking lessons there and we had this really great teacher that um essentially would like uh agreed to teach us at the same time um and like you two of you twins sorry what was that yeah she teach the two of you twins at once yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was, super, it was, once yeah, it was like super sick. Yeah, it was super sick. And like his entire thing was like, it, it wasn't like the music side of it. It was like getting us to uh, like play well with each other and like to play well in front of people. Mm. Um, and then through that, we got exposed to like a couple of different like festivals. Um, 
one of them was like this uh it was like this like main music's like showcase that had like was like split into a bunch of different uh like groups and one of the groups was a singer songwriter group and we like we like whatever auditioned for it and um we auditioned for it without writing any music and the deal was like you're supposed to show up with a song that like your group learns how to play and then like you play it in front of people um so we showed up to the weekend and we didn't have anything that we'd ever written so we were both like fuck like seriously well, under the gun uh but it ended up turning it, it turned into something really cool and like it all kind of like snowballed from there um and yeah we just like re- realized we both really liked playing with each other and it was kind of like an intuitive thing hell yeah did you say this was like when you were in high school yeah yeah it was uh it was like freshman year or something yeah maybe like yeah early. freshman or sophomore year what uh age are you now uh 24 24 Ooh, nice what, what month are you born in december not on christmas no, no that would that'd be tough because then you have to have like your birthday on christmas no what bro we got the nice window where it's like yeah. thanksgiving like wait like a week and a half and it's our birthday and it's like wait until christmas and then you know it's like that nice little like it's the holiday season man things are best at that time of year older brother wait what was that who's the older brother out of you two like who was born from i am i am i got two minutes on henry so you look younger than him you think so i think you do you got more of like a youthful glow i think henry's got got more (laughs) quarantine has been nice to me uh, no, it, it's uh, you know what it is. It's wisdom. I got a lot of wisdom. I think you. I mean, you look more like you know you're signing the checks. I'm I'm I don't even know what I'm talking. I'm just trying to start a little drama here. I don't even really know what I'm saying. <laughs> you both look great. You're both sexy. You both sign checks. Let's get on to the next topic. When did you two form? the ravine when did henry and joe oliver say it right that time yeah i've been watching a lot of sopranos my italian vernacular is getting insane dude yeah bada bing bada bing i want to see like my favorite show or probably my favorite show to watch i watched it like 10 times like front to back i'm not kidding regardless i'm just starting it right now i'm in the first season first time through i'm like dude it's like a serious i'm like connecting i'm connecting (laughs) with like a part of like uh my cultural history that's pretty cool i've never actually talked to anyone who's had like kind of italian culture tradition or just you know um ethnicity in their house um watching the show because the people that i hear interviews from who are like actors who are italian actors on that show like resonated a lot with it and they hired a lot of italian actors so it actually is a pretty authentic experience i've heard from other people that's cool though that's cool man shout out the sopranos i could talk i could literally take this podcast say fuck all throw it to the window and talk about sopranos all day yeah always well, making a fucking sopranos podcast why not dude yeah, i should i would but there's actually two actors from the sopranos just started a podcast where they're watching an episode every week and it's huge right now like i don't have no chance we gotta we gotta wait a couple of years guys yeah. <laughs> like, all right all right yeah. ravine time when did we jump into the ravine i got two questions first when did it form and where did the name come from? Because I had an old smoking spot in the woods in college called the Ravine. So I, I resonate with your name a little. Yeah. So the Ravine, um, similar, similar kind of spot. I mean, it was 
like just what we basically called like the forest kind of out behind um our house was was the ravine so it was you know up growing up it was like the spot where we like went and built forts and shit and like had fun and like hit each other with sticks and then <laughs> in high school it was the spot where we built forts and like smoked weed with our friends you know what i mean <laughs> it's like yeah saw a lot of growth saw, saw a, lot a lot of growth, of growth exactly. in those woods yeah the care oh, yeah, yeah. um yeah no but i think when like if i were to say kind of like the official start date of, of us as a group it i think it would be um that experience that henry was talking about which was like kind of that first showcasey type thing um where yeah it was like we had to show up with a song didn't have a song like we for all intents and purposes it was like we were playing together because it was like henry's got keys i got guitar we both kind of sing like it it, it just like works kind of in the yeah. household because it was like cool like we're not stepping on each other's toes necessarily we can no. just do this have fun collaborate in this way that was like pretty unformed and without um no you know pressure. yeah there was no label it was just like cool we're just playing yeah. music together and then i think like that experience where it was like we wrote our first song together we kind of worked on it um like workshopped it came out of that weekend and like performed it in front of the crowd and all that it was like okay cool we should kind of like formalize this thing because it's a dog shit song by the way yeah it was a dog shit song but <laughs> I mean, it was like sophomore yeah. high school freshman high school whatever yeah. <laughs> um that's cool. Well, I want to talk about some of your music then, unless you want to add anything, Henry, to like the origins of the ravine. No, that's it. I, I do remember it really distinctly us going through a phase where it was like, what are we like? What do we call ourselves? And then it was like one day I was just like, oh, like we should just do this. Like that makes sense. But Sweet. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, um, my next question was going to uh, involve kind of the uh, chemistry between you two. You touched upon it like who plays what in a sense um i think henry you do keys and then joe you do guitar more and then you each sing is that is that kind of the vibe i got yeah i think that's like the most basic um way of like breaking it down i think over the course of time yeah just like as we've added more musical experience and like different instruments and all that stuff like that's kind of morphed and changed mm -hmm. yeah. um but that's that's the basics right there yeah hell yeah hell yeah um I did some research on your music. I looked into some of the earlier stuff you were doing. Um, Notes from Nowhere, Zeros. Um, there's a lot of different sounds, I think, in your music in general. That's why I also, too, like to get you on the show, because I could see you, you know, being on a hook to, you know, a more hip-hop song or some of more production effects and post-production. But then you have, you know, some songs that are almost like ambient and very, like, the vocals mold into the instrumentation more than um shine over them and i say that like with utmost compliment um some songs are almost like moody or like alternative and have very pop appeal very poppy vocals too um this is cool like so you got some folk songs straight up almost like folk songs that i was hearing too just in my ear or at least you know sounds i should say um with this plethora of different you know sonic structure in a sense where were you drawing inspiration from like is there a constant um like source of it in a sense or do you kind of just play what you feel in a sense or talk about it yeah i mean i think it comes from a lot of different places and i think like uh i mean it definitely comes from like artists that um like i think we both looked up to but i also think it's uh like it came from like yeah 
it, a lot of it came from exploring things that like felt um like emotionally kind of more resonant with like time and place wherever we were in writing and i also think like uh the experience of like hanging out with uh like ben and luke um meant a lot and i also i think it pushed us in ways that uh like kind of pushed us out of our comfort zones and like at the time felt really weird and foreign but like have kind of uh you know just like become part of that story yeah um and it's cool because like the the songs that we released uh off of um color behind the eyes like it's the same deal where it's like that comes from a time and place um we're working on a ton of new music right now that sounds totally different from it um which is really exciting and it's i don't know it's cool it's like there's so many there's so many things to do and like to use so many like different like cool tools and it's just like what sounds good like what's like emotionally resonant right now Um, and i think that's that's just a process of like growing um Mm -hmm. and it's cool too because like we get to bounce ideas off each other and like we also get to like see like individually how uh, like we grow and like how our like tastes shift and then like kind of like it's always like synthesizing like both of our tastes into into whatever music yeah 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 i would say too that like i don't think that i've i mean like to and this is also like kind of a certain extent but like i think the kind of variance in like sound and structure and all that stuff is just us or like the way that i feel personally about it is just like i don't feel too precious about the idea that like this is my sound where it's like cool you write a song on an acoustic guitar and it's gonna sound a certain way mm-hmm. but yeah. if you are fucking around with some of your friends and you like put it on a synth or you put it on you know it's like you put that chord progression into like right. something else it's like oh shit word this is totally different but this is yeah, totally yeah. totally totally like the essence of what I was trying to get at, you know, when I like wrote this song on this particular instrument that lends itself to this particular sound. And so it's like, it's like kind of, I don't know. For me, it's like just the spirit of exploration and just being like word, fuck it, cool. That sounds dope. Like, let's try it. Yeah, I like that. Well, the spirit of exploration really just, you know, everyone says this kind of shit, but I think it's some of the most true uh, mentality or one of the most true mentalities when you, are creating you just take whatever vibes are coming and you just kind of go with the flow like whatever energy you're hitting that day and whatever you're kind of feeling in synchronicity with that that's what you're going to create with and it can't be you know necessarily duplicated like every day you might have similar vibes but mm-hmm. it's like when you're when you're very immersed in whatever you're creating i think you can really see um just how different and diverse and beautiful it all can kind of be each time in a sense that yeah i think uh, just to hop on that like i think to well, a couple of different things like I think I think both of us enjoy like weird shit like we like like hearing do you have any like art- artistic influences like I kind of hear almost like Justin Vernon and Bonnie Bear sometimes when I was listening to some of your shit yeah for, I mean for sure and a lot and like especially around like Notes from Nowhere and yeah m- more and more of that era yeah yeah exactly with like I don't know like Keep You Afloat like that song was like directly influenced by him um and it, yeah it's cool because like it comes and go like artists come and go and like i think we identify with certain artists more at different points and 
different like styles of music. Um, but yeah, he was a big one for a long time. Oh, yeah. And that was, that was, I think where that, that like, uh, like enjoying like the weird, like if you get like some sort of like artifact from, uh, a, uh, like some weird pedal that you have plugged into your amp, that's like mic'd the wrong way. It's like, keep it, keep that thing, build yeah. off that thing. And Sometimes like, the accidents are good. Yeah. Well, like, we'll see what happens. Like, well, yeah, for real. And it's like, I think, um, it's just another person and kind of like of, of the same kind of like stature in my eyes is definitely Elliot Smith where it's like in the same sense it's like a lot of the music that he made especially when I was first getting into him was stuff that like I didn't like at first listen or I didn't un- like it's like this is just like sonically like I, I'm not sure what to make of it like I'm just not sure what to like make of a lot of that music and I think in a lot of ways, just as it goes to like the, like, I guess art conversation and like influence conversation. I think that's the stuff that's the coolest to me where it's like, and to get into like the weird sounds and like the weird amp noises and, you know, all of this kind of not necessarily dissonant shit, but shit that's like not necessarily, um, doesn't necessarily make sense the first time you listen to it. It's like dope. That stuff's cool how do we how do i do that more and that's just stuff that i'd like to lean into more i guess in the future the other thing that was cool about him is like he did it all like he he like he he really got into like the recording process but he also was like the guy that played the drums and the bass and the guitar and he like did the keys and did the vocals and like did all that stuff and like having that mindset i think is like kind of a cool thing um because he also like would show up and he would just when he when he played live it would just be an acoustic guitar mm. um and him and like you know sometimes you have a band but like kind of the most potent stuff was one that he like took the music that he made yeah in like kind of like a condensed like studio setting and like where you could sit down and like really edit it and like hone it into something and then you take it and you would like put it into a guitar and him and it's just like that that like kind of like philosophy I think is like something that's really appealing for both of us. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm a huge Elliott Smith fan too. Uh, the first time I ever heard him, well, the song I heard was Needle in the Hay. And mm-hmm. I was like gravitated to the vocals immediately, but kind of like you said, um, Joe, I was just like, uh, what, what do you make of this in a sense, you know? Yeah. Like it, it's very different. And, you know, a lot of us when we grow up, I think one of you might have even talked about this theme where uh, whether it's, you know, hobby-wise, pop culture-wise, you kind of get like, directed towards what to be focused on early on in your life just because you don't know what channels of consumption to really follow you know like the tv's on because your parents turn it on that's what you're going to consume vis-a-vis with the radio it could be same with the older kids cousins older siblings whatever it may be right mm-hmm. and then um through a lot of that it's a lot of like i call it like bread and butter like top down mainstream america stuff um and there's some great stuff in that like i always say i like to watch kitchen nightmares from gordon ramsay that's like major cable I'll get high as fucking watching him scream at people about souffles and shit. It's tremendous. And um, musically, you know, it's like a lot of pop when I was growing up is what I heard. And I heard some dope shit from my dad, too. Don't get me wrong. But like in my social circles, it was a lot of pop. But dude, I heard and I got into, so then I got to music, into music in high school more on my own. But even so, it's still like I wasn't into singing songwriting as much as I was hip hop and maybe more R&B, like rhythm blues influenced more than like direct, like a singer songwriter. And then 
fucking Ellard. And that's not even true. I was into Justin Vernon in high school. So I kind of had a little bit, but Elliot Smith just took me in a different direction. I was like, this sounds like this person's entire existence is in this. Like, it sounds like this is them, like completely. And like, this is heavy. Like, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. And then once I clicked and I was like, wow, like this is, I mean, I, I think a lot about how beautiful Elliot Smith's music is. You know, he's one of them, one of them artists that I forget how much I like. And then I put him on and I'm like, I'm putting like two hours with the songs on in a row. Cause that's how much I love that shit. So shout out Elliot Smith. Rest in peace, Elliot Smith. Um, yeah, and then you're just walking around in the days for the rest of the day. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah, no, man. I think I think that point is is really good about, um, yeah, just how, like, certain music can feel like it sits apart from everything else. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, like, it's not everyday shit you know what i mean it's like it's well, not can I, yeah like to just say like i think one of the things that is cool about someone like justin vernon and is cool about elliot smith is like they make emotionally complex music that's like not it isn't it's not like i think a lot of the stuff like what you're talking about in terms of like getting directed in certain directions and like you know, like gaining some sort of like cultural knowledge and that kind of thing. It's like, yeah, you like come, you come out of that, those experiences with like some sort of like a palette in terms of like, these are the things that I like and these are the things I don't like. And like um, a lot of that, I think, especially a lot of the times that manifests itself, I think in like pop music, which is like generally a positive thing. Mm. And I think like, I think what's challenging about Elliot Smith and I think to some extent, Justin Vernon is like those dudes are making music that are, is like, it's happy and it's sad at the same time. And it's like confusing to listen to because you're not sure what you're supposed to feel. Yeah, um, that's, I like that. I like, I, I don't want to like interrupt, but I would feel happy that I felt sad when I listened to like Elliot Sad or Justin Vernon. Like, I'm like, I feel good today, but somehow I want to go put on Holocene and cry for like a little bit. Like, why do I want to do that? Like, what the fuck? Or like, it was just so funny. Like, I, I like that. Uh, I don't even know what the word is. Not hypocrisy. It's, like a, a, it's like a contradiction. It's a contradiction of humanity. Yeah, right there. Bro. Yeah, but they, they, what's cool about it is it, it's, it's like so, like, it, just in that where, like, it exists at, in the same thing. It's like, that's, that's, like, what life is. Like, that's, it's, like, such an accurate reflection of, like, people's everyday experience and, like, at least my everyday experience too it's like that, yeah. and that's why i think i'm gravitated towards it i love it we got a little off topic talking about ravine and ellie smith or talking about justin vernon and ellie smith but i love it because uh i love those two artists and we're just fans at the end of the day right pretty much before we're artists and <laughs> anything we do that's why we do it so shout out that um mm-hmm. and again shout out the ravine's discography you know um the kate ep was dope i thought you guys almost maybe use more at least to my, to my ears that could be incorrect but more production effects on this one and i really liked how it mel- molded with your vocals specifically um and that's even something i want to talk about a little bit more is you doing music that has more of of a production to it in terms of like the uh what you're singing or putting your vocals over and i think of immediately bean dogs when i think of that um i imagine there might have been some instrumentation on that but uh you guys are doing some wild shit over one pound beats for those who don't know bean dogs is the ravine young nikki g i believe right 
think Genesio's in Bean Dogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like he's Man. the visual component of the entire <laughs> one pound. Um, they dropped the project. It's on streaming and shit. It's called just Bean Dogs. It's fucking dope. I love Bean Dogs. I'm like probably the one who's the most like advocate for that I've seen out here. Like I'm always like posting it or I haven't posted it in a minute, but I was like, fuck, this shit's dope. Um, talk on Bean Dogs. How did it come together? Please. Dude, Bean Dogs is like the greatest. It was it was like such a fun project because it was like it totally wasn't anything until it was something. Mm-hmm. And then when we I think when all of us realized that we'd like been creating cool stuff, it was just like holy shit, like this is dope. And like we all kind of leaned into it. Um, which was cool because like Luke's a busy guy, like you know, he's got a lot of music to to produce and you know, he's doing all of his own stuff and like for him to really buy into it was cool for Genesio to be there um, documenting a lot of it and also just being like a uh, glue guy, like ultimate glue guy. And that situation was really dope. Mm-hmm. Um, Love that. Sorry, I'm just plugging my laptop into it. I'm not trying to be rude. Yeah, no, no, for sure. And like, I, I, dude, I don't know. Like, it, yeah, it was just this like really cool, uh, cool projects. You guys, um, like the geography, the location of it was you went up to like a camp or some shit and recorded it in the summer, right? Well, yeah, that's, I think, I think, yeah, so like kind of go off Henry's point and all of it. It's just like, it was a total like stars aligning type moment um, where we knew that we wanted to make music together. And it was like, we're cool. Nice couple of days coming up, up, you know, up North, let's go up to camp. Let's go fucking chill out for a couple of days. Um, and it was, yeah, it was like, probably it was, I think it was, four days four or five days um where essentially the entire project was created um you know outside of some of the editing stuff that came in later and maybe a song or two yeah yeah, um, yeah. but yeah it was cool and like I, I was actually listening to the project the other day and i forgot about some of the things that we like kept in but on a couple <laughs> songs it's like you can hear some like cicadas grasshoppery things going on because we were recording late at night yeah yeah and it's just like keeping that shit in there, yeah. leaving that as like kind of ambiance as like going between tracks and and, and that type of thing. It, it, it when I whenever I listen to it, it brings me like snaps me right back into that moment just because um, it was such a particular time and place, such a particular group of people that were just like down to make shit. Yeah, um, yeah you all seem like pretty cool individuals too. I've, now that I've talked to you a couple times, and I'm tight with I saw Nick like two days ago because i caught the scary pants he dropped yo i caught the i got oh you got the scary green dude the scary green honestly i got those yellow zip offs very sick yeah those are fresh i like him even more as shorts too like they dope as fuck his pants like i'm wrong but i zip them off i'm like these are tough i'm like nick (laughs) i plug my back i'm tripping bro it says plug your well bro you can have both is the nice thing you can have shorts and pain. Yeah. I think it Whatever you want. You can split them too, dude. You know, depending on how you're feeling, if you're feeling really good. <laughs> Do a one leg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like out. Yeah. <laughs> Strong leg. Why is my laptop charging? Sorry, I'm, this is weird stuff happening. My laptop's legit plugged in. It's like, nah, and I'm not plugged in. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Tax pushing back right now. Yeah. So actually, if you guys want a real story, nice. There it is. Worked. Um, I recorded this once with the ravine. 
my mic was blown out. It wasn't working. And then ever since, like we've been trying to schedule another one and there's been some tech, like big techs on our ass. I don't know what your dad or your grandfather, or your uncle or your cousin Carlo did back in the day to piss somebody off. But we got either the Italian mob influence getting beat down by big tech. I might be too much of a force. The one man brand can do whatever. I'm a bulldozer. Watch out. I might be trying to get taken out. Knock on wood. This podcast is brought to you by Yardington. Go get some good Jamaican barbecue in the public market house. That's it. <laughs> that's such good food, Shit bro. Slaps. I get it like once a week. Fuck yeah, that's when I know you're good people if you had Yardington. I'm getting ranty. Computer's fixed. Bean Dogs is a fucking smasher of an album. Mm. And Big Tech, you can't, you can't get us. We're big, afraid, you. Bro. big Tech's afraid, you know. Again, though, um, I love the Bean Dogs album. Thank you for um, breaking it down, breaking down um, the behind the scenes stories of it. Shout out One Pound, he killed the fucking production. Shout out Nick, he killed the um, visual components. And shout out y'all, you all killed the vocals. I still think Stale should be like in a euphoria um, teaser on HBO or something. You know, someone's crying in an alleyway, and then like they're like, it's like I'm, what is it? Like I'm alone, I'm all right, full of beer, I don't feel a thing. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. So I could definitely see someone like, you know, crying and like they're like, you know, drinking out of a red cup like by themselves, like angsty. God damn. And now my goal, that's the other thing I was gonna say. My GoPro keeps overheating. That's why it turns off. Like it's warm. It's overheating. This is a new GoPro. Why can't it just stay on it while I'm talking? I'm telling you, big tech is coming for our ass. Yeah. Um, get it, bro. Um, yeah, bro. It was, it was when we were making that album, it was one of those where it was like every song we made, we were like, yo, this is going to pop off on TikTok, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like every song, it was like, yo, this is the TikTok song. I know. <laughs> I bet Stale can pop. Or like, I think the two that I go back to heavily are Stale and um, Coconut, just like the beat that yeah. uh, one made. Yeah. I like it all, don't get me wrong. Like, it's a great like summer, especially like outside, like you, there's a fire sunset and put that kind of shit on when you start kind of getting like from a little faded into like oh like nighttime trunk um coconut smacks again though this isn't the bean dogs podcast it's the ravine podcast but i want to show love to that project um i want to talk more about the new music i want to talk about color behind the eyes i've been talking to y'all for about 45 minutes I got a timer going this time because last time we talked, I had no clue how that was. I was a little high. It felt like it could have been like two, two and a half, something like that. We just fucking sent it, dude. It was great. It was two, two hours? Yeah, it was pretty long. <laughs> Jesus. I feel like I actually have covered more and this has been more articulate in this 46, which is, I think it's because I have the knowledge of the previous interview. Yeah, it was a dry wow. run. Dry run. Well, I wasn't dry. Anyway, I got rapid fire questions I would like to ask you. Before we get into the discussion of the new new, what do you think? Let's do it. All right, boys. Both of you answer. Joe, Henry, whoever wants to answer first can go, but I want answers from both of you. Who is the better swimmer? Probably say Henry. Yeah, yeah I'm going to say Henry on that one. Mm-hmm. If you could double date any celebrity siblings, who would they be? My gut said the Jenners, yeah. just because they're hot. Yeah. But like, yeah, like, not, there's no substance. <laughs> I don't like know any other celebrity siblings. We're like out of the Mary Kate and Ashley. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Bro. What we saying? Oh, the Williams. Dude. I think Beyonce and Solange easily over. Beyonce and Solange, Ooh, that's better. true. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Who's got it? Man, I'm not really that tapped in as much as I thought I was until like pop culture. Yeah. Dude, the issue is there are not that many sibling duos, dude. Yeah. Oh, really hard, dude. There are. There are. I feel like there's families. I feel, but I feel like there's more like families. You know, it's like famous families rather than like famous siblings, sisters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like, oh, oh, yeah. Now I'm just like aggravated at myself. I'm like, really? All I can think of is all we said was the Jenners, Mary Kate, and Ashley, and Beyonce <laughs> Solange. That's all our minds can think of. I guess so. Sometimes, like, sometimes it be like that, yo. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I don't really know. I feel like I'm gonna listen, you know, or something. It's just gonna be like, why didn't I think of this? Owen Wilk Lucent. Lucent. Owen and Luke. <laughs> Owen Luke. <laughs> wow. Wow. We did this last time. I remember that. All right, moving on. Um, you guys got like a, a rapper right now you fucking with? Like, you got a favorite MC, either one of you? You listen to a little hip hop, I imagine. You know, it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm gonna go with Danny Brown. Hell yeah, bro. Damn boy. Yeah, I'm going with Danny Brown too, I think. Just like as in the moment right now, Danny Brown, for sure. Big, big Danny Brown guy. Yeah, there it is. Huge Danny Brown guy. (laughs) On deck, dude. It's right there. It's within arm's reach. Also, talk about someone that like, like, didn't, like, he, what's cool about him is like, I don't know, dude. Like, he's got, like, a really distinct voice, obviously, and he's got, like, kind of a distinct style. But, like, that album is got such a different feel. You know? That album is fucking rough. Yeah. It's Sweating like, like I'm in a rave, been in this room for three days. Like, that's, like, how he starts the album, I think. I'm just like, oh, shit. Yeah. Dude, Are you like, okay, Danny? <laughs> yeah. It's bruising, dude. Yeah. One of my favorite reviews I ever wrote, I think, for anything was uh, about that album. I said it was pretty much just like a full embrace and embodiment of his sins. And he was almost like sitting on a pile of his like debauchery and filth and just, God damn, man. Every time I get in a zone, this thing wants to take my shine. Big tech, fuck you. I'm figuring it out for the next episode. But Danny Brown is just a tremendous MC. And I said he was just kind of like, embracing his demons rather than trying to fight against them on that album and that's why i think it just sounds so different and beautiful maybe yeah yeah dude that's a good way of putting it this thing's fucking heating this thing feels like blacktop in the summer i'm glad you can still hear me bro. this is fucked good thing we got these beautiful twins you guys cool? you guys on the market looking for any ladies any men in your life we're oh. chilling right now man we're still pandemicing. <laughs> that. Dude, this thing is fucking like a brick oven pizza. (laughs) All right. We're going to have to find a new power source so this thing doesn't fucking burn out. R.I.P. R.I.P. I'm going to keep it going. Fuck it. I I, I love life, and I'm not going to let this rain on my parade. What's your favorite Bonnie Bear album? Uh, 22. I think 22 for me. Uh, Um. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It just in terms of again, like it was like a time and place thing. Yeah. Where it was just like it hit me at like the perfect time and place. And it was like, 
I couldn't stop listening to it. Well, he fucking pushed it, dude. That was like that was a sick bit. It was like he like really sent it and it landed, you know, re- relative to the stuff that he made before, right? You know, because but I feel I mean, in that album between the self-titled one and and twenty two, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm talking about the mm-hmm. one with like Perth on it and stuff mm-hmm. like that, like like that, like hinted at it, mm-hmm. but like twenty two is just like fucking like going for it, yeah. yeah. I would agree that album was a much big, much bigger. I like I don't like the word risk because that like insinuates that yeah. it's like you know they hit a certain mark, but um, it just was a much more I don't know, but not I mean, not even ambitious. You just you just went for it, like you guys said. Yeah. yeah, for me too. Like as it as it played as like an album, all the way through was just there was something about it that was way more. Um, it, it just felt way more like whatever this like 10 11 songs needs to be played in this or you know or it's just like this yeah, is, yeah, yeah. this is the piece of art right here mm-hmm. as opposed to being like called oh, scenes a banger or whatever you know <laughs> i feel that well tremendous this is uh, gonna resonate with some earlier days for y'all what's um like one of your favorite block the wind memories perhaps Playing the fir- the first Blockland Festival, playing in uh, in Ben's backyard, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's dope. so fun. Mm-hmm. It was like peak. You know, like there weren't that many people there, but everyone that was there was just down. You know, and it was like really fun to like I don't know, to 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 play and to like share with people at that point. Yeah, I think for me the entire. Like the the first time we played it, um, one Longfellow was amazing. Just like for similar reasons, where it was yeah. like, "Holy shit, this is all new and fresh and amazing." Um, yeah. But at a really cool venue, I love that in the yeah. middle of Portland. You know, it was it was yeah. cool and just yeah, like it wasn't like it by no means were there a lot of people there or anything like that. But it was still just cool important, one. though. You know yeah it was fun it was amazing and it just felt um yeah it was just a really good energy yeah i I also gotta say like the the dopest part is like obviously like playing music and like doing that but it's like it's such a cool community of artists that show up Mm -hmm. and like if they're performing or if they're not like it's so cool it's like such a cool network of people that are doing cool stuff um it's all it's all it, like i always come come away from it just being like oh my god this is so fucking like cool it's, it's <laughs> so lucky to be a part of that system yeah i love it i mean lock the one definitely was one of those things that really made me um just awake myself to how much dope shit's out here in the area and i, I went to my first block the wind festival before i even started benny's crib so that was even like a little bit of an influence for me but this motherfucker ain't working so i'm using my camera Ocean, big <laughs> business or big tech, whatever you are. The beach, yeah. <laughs> take it, take it, take it halfway out in Casper Bay. This, this is killing me on these. I'm big on this. I can't, you know what I'm saying? Just like good night. All right, I'm not even gonna worry, but we're gonna put this down. We're gonna finish this goddamn interview like soldiers. What's your go to food spot in Portland, yo? 
Are we talking go-to in terms of like last meal or in terms of yeah, actually, I, I kind of like that. Like, like everyday it, shit. You would, you know, or like, yeah. Pick like a one that you really fuck with heavily. <laughs> that applies. Kuno. Uh, dude, I get it. I get I get their chicken sandwich like twice a week. That's at least. Yeah. And, but the thing is, I've never, I've like never, yeah, I like started doing it the last couple months. Never been. Can't wait to go when I when I go after. Yeah, well, you get DoorDash. I mean, you can't. It's tough, tough to go now with all this shit. Yeah, when I go when I go and I'm like actually in the restaurant and it's like to be there, I'm like just like shower <laughs> that would love. <laughs> I get them a lot because they're one of the few places that's late on DoorDash. Like yeah. if I can late and I'm like hit the gym and it's like ten and I'm like fuck. I'm like yeah. yo, I can get like a Malaysian stir fry rice with cauliflower and chicken and then like a side of Brussels sprouts. At ten thirty, that's fucking sick. Like that's <laughs> tremendous. <laughs> like, I'm so bummed about this, guys. I'm not gonna. I'm trying to be in the moment, but it's okay, man. Big tech, you know. I'm an emotional guy. I like Elliot Smith. I like Bonnie Bear. This, is... <laughs> yeah. I didn't so, hear your answer. Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, and it's it's not on board that it's it's it was one of those things that like I loved i've loved for a very long time and i had i don't get it frequently because it's hard to get but taco trio man taco trio if i could die you got if it. i could die in a bed of those tacos bro i would taco trio stupid it's probably my favorite mexican food in the area <laughs> it's insane bro no it really is like <laughs> it's so good yeah, bury me with the salsas, dude. Just underneath this, like that orange yeah, fucking uh, <laughs> the orange radioactive one, dude. That shit, like, yeah, bro. Yeah, where it's just uh, yeah, scoop your own. Yeah, like, the whole scoop, and that was the thing. It was like pre, like I don't know what it's gonna look like, you know, in in twenty twenty three. But what it was in like 2018, 2019, where it's just like I have these vivid memories of like walking in there on like a cold winter night. And it was just like hot and steamy inside and fucking everywhere, like packed to the gills. That's so, I I missed like, when you're just having a rough day and you walk in a food spot you like, and you know, you're going to indulge on food that you're going to enjoy. But then like, just the atmosphere hits you, the music's playing. You're like, all my worries have dissipated in this moment. Literally, it's just like me and the menu. It's like, what what am I fucking up tonight? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just had a uh, Flores for the first time. It's Salvadorian food on Congress Street. Duh, tremendous! Like I was very impressed. Great job to them. Um, I'm trying to think, what else did I fuck with? Yardy Ting. Yardy Ting's amazing. Yardy Ting's one of my favorite spots. I like everything Yardy Ting has. You get like just go easy peasy like bread and butter. Get you know jerk chicken mac and cheese and a side of plantain it's like that's like the duddy meal it's the dirty one but then if i'm really going wild i'm like nah give me the coconut curry and then i want um steamed veggies on the side and i want rice and peas and mm-hmm. some days i get salt fish and aki some days i just want a couple patties or maybe a couple festivals you know some days you gotta get the chicken stew one time she gave me oxtail fries oh damn and she loaded it up. Shout out, Shannon. She's the best. She, she loaded it up. Give me like three times the amount of oxtail they usually give somebody for free. And I went home and I was going to eat healthy that day. And I had this big yeah, yeah, fries, cheese, <laughs> oxtail. And I was like, fuck. 
I'm, I'm, like you can't reheat that. You can't put that away and make that like <laughs> yeah. some fucking i just had to just send that one um so that was tremendous too so yeah shout out yardy ting always i mean like i said this podcast is sponsored by them and um they are one of my favorite places to continuously visit and uh spend money and go to next rapid fire question what's your biggest accomplishment what do you think Um, beating 2020, dog. Yeah, it's <laughs> a fair one. Fair one. Knock on wood, bro. Knock on wood. Yeah, no, I think we're in 2021 now, so hypothetically, you did. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I think like pretty similarly, it's just like I feel, um, yeah, I feel accomplished in, uh, just like kind of where I'm at in life where it's like everyone's healthy around me. I'm healthy. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. That's, I mean, it's kind of like, I don't, I don't like the word like cheesy, but like just being in the moment, being healthy, being alive. That's a huge victory in itself, bro. Like just being where you're at. That's a huge accomplishment. People take that for granted. And that's the thing is it's like, they're, they're, I, and it's like I know a lot of people where it's just like that's not necessarily the case in a lot of instances. And just to feel good about where I'm at, where my family, where my friends, where everyone's at, it's just like I feel very fortunate and very lucky. And if I never ever do anything, it's fun. It's not fun. I want to do things. Yeah, but, yeah. but it's just, you okay. know, it's like I like there, I can, I, can, I feel, you know satisfied by all that knowledge so <laughs> tremendous what about you what about you henry yeah i yeah I, I mean same um yeah i guess like yeah i feel i well i feel uh very proud of uh like the friends that i've managed to the friendships i've managed to like create yeah uh, and also like finding a way to like stay here in portland or in this area like making it work here for as long as i've been able to do that has been really awesome um yeah i, I don't know there's not really any like moments that come in mind it's just a general yeah well no worries i like that i like that i got two more what's your fourth favorite holiday July fourth No, I just I fucked this answer up last time, and I'm trying to think about it. Yeah, I remember that. It's I think Valentine's Day last time. And I, about about that. I, I was realizing as soon as yeah, and you guys um, fourth favorite holiday. So it'd have to go probably for me. It would have to go Thanksgiving, Halloween, Christmas. Yeah, bro. Shit. Maybe maybe it's 4th of July for me, too. Good answer. 4th is the 4th. It's congruent. It's consistent. It's just not loaded. It's, like, not a loaded haul. That's the thing. It's, like, New Year's. Like, I can't really get behind New Year's. It's always – there's always such, like, shit going into it, you know? Yeah. Valentine's Day, it's, like, yeah, whatever. Tremendous. All right, last one. 
once concerts are back, what's a concert you're dying to see? Are we talking like if they're touring Portland or just like generally? In general, just a, a, any artist. Yeah, I'm trying to see this band Idols pretty badly. Um, I think they'd just be an amazing show and it'd be a lot of fun. Mm. Mm, mm. I'm uh. I listen to a lot of Phoenix these days. I would love to see a Phoenix show. Yeah. Yeah. Although, like, I don't want, I just want to hear them play, like, kind of their old stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to communicate that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think uh, a touring artist is going to want to hear you say, hey, I'll play your old hits. Yeah. It never really goes goes well. Unless it's like they do, like, we're playing this album front to back for the fans. It's like, yeah, I can fuck with that. All right, we survive rapid fire. All technological issues aside, all big business beef aside, it's been great talking with the Ravine today. Joe and Henry, they have a new project out. It is called Color Behind the Eyes. It's been dope having you too for the first visual episode of Benny's Crib. Mm. Much appreciation for coming through for that as well. And um, before we wrap it up, is there anything you really want to say um, about this new project? Again, I thought it was really diverse. Um, and the sounds you have to offer. And it's cool how much music you guys can fit into the, you know, what, a four-track EP. So, um, yeah, any final thoughts you have on the project before I kind of get to my concluding questions? Yeah. Um, I think when I, like, think about this just little four-track EP and, like, what I'm proud of from it, I think it is kind of the diversity in sound and... Um, like kind of texture and feel and, and all of it. Um, I think that that's something that, again, like as we spoke on a little bit earlier in the conversation, it's like that's all stuff that I have a lot of fun exploring myself. And we have a lot of fun, I think, just exploring and messing around with and, you know, trying different things. And um, yeah, I just, I, you know, it's something I'm proud of, but I don't, it's not too precious to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm happy with the way that it all just is out there and exists and it's all stuff that other people can listen to and enjoy ideally. Yeah. I think some of that too is like, I, uh, I think we both had a lot of fun when we were recording it and like, like we both, uh, like a lot of the songs are like circumstances of like really like kind of like fun and cool, um, moments. And I think that that, uh, we can't like kind of carry that into the actual recording and editing of it. Um, mm. I also think like uh, it it kind of was like the uh, those songs at least were always like kind of stuck out in my mind in term uh, at least in terms of like I think we put a lot of energy into those and like we um, we really like did our best to like flesh it out and like really like kind of explore with a bunch of different stuff. So. I'm proud of it. Hell yeah. I'd love to hear that. Um, is there anything you want to tease or maybe just let the fans know at home that you're working on now? Yeah, I mean, we, uh, we've been working on um, another project mm-hmm. for a year or so at least. Kind of started at the beginning of um, when things got crazy last year and through the summer and then through the winter. Um, so we've got stuff coming down the pipe and then I've also been talking with uh, One Pounds about getting back in the stew, doing some bean dogs. Mm-hmm. Bean so, dogs too. 
Keep your, keep your eyes out for that. Um, Yo, I don't know if there's a safe summer cookup anywhere, and you need a journalist to behind the scenes document some stuff. I might know. I might know. Yeah, yeah. All right, now, Actually, now we're thinking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, GoPro now. Once I can figure it out, I can take some behind the scenes footage with Nick. Get like a secondary camera. I allegedly might have cannabis, but I'm not gonna say anything. So. Allegedly. Allegedly. I'm not trying to rush yeah. too much, but uh, <laughs> oh, Green Dogs 2 is coming out June 2nd, 2021. Yeah. <laughs> On Rodney Records. That's cool, though. I'm, you know I'll be looking out for that. Yeah, yeah man. I, I just think that, like, um, yeah, we there's stuff. There's just stuff. There's always it's stuff always going stuff. on, which is fun. And there's cool. always shit. Yeah, because like, even, like, even though, like, we cleared a bunch of the songs that we recorded a while ago like I feel like I open iTunes and every time I like open it like there's another song that is right. like from that era and it's like fuck like why didn't we just like put that on this <laughs> why are we holding on to these songs but tough part of being an artist yeah there's always shit oh, always is shit well let's get into these final questions here um it's been tough with this COVID world we've all been living in. Is there anything that's been grounding you guys and kind of, you know, in those tough moments has been there for you? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, the stuff that's like the most grounding is um, honestly, like, trying to be in the habit of setting good habits and like getting in that mind space of like, all right, word routine, like good routine, productive routine, not mm. a routine in which like, you know, ideally it's like, all right, cool. What do we want to stop doing? Like maybe we probably want to stop smoking so many cigarettes. Like what do we want to start doing? We probably want to start, you know, going on runs and or whatever, you know, like that type of thing. And, and, and kind of like assessing a day like that, that for me has been super grounding, but also like, cannot say enough about um like the blessing and curse it is to be stuck inside all day it just means that it's like i have a guitar like next to me all day and so it's like we're okay cool yeah yeah nice so, like i'm bored i'm just gonna pick this up for a little bit rip it um yeah living with henry has been amazing living with our other roommates been amazing just like all of the kind of little things that go into um making this year feel like it wasn't yeah yeah. Good answers. Would you agree with those, Henry? Yeah, I think for me, the other thing was like, like, I remember really early on, I was like really hungry for information and like, I like didn't really care. Like, I like, there was part of me that was just like ripped the bandaid off. Like, I want to know about like what is going on. And like, I don't want to like, I don't know, like do whatever. And like that, like, kind of like set a tone i think where it was like yeah this is gonna suck but it's like again it's like setting those like kind of like good habits and like mm. um and also like kind of just acknowledging that like things aren't great and it's like okay to have like bad days and like thousand percent whatever and like not not to like take it personally and like i don't know like that those kinds of things like nothing, yeah. nothing like real really like I don't know. Staying busy, keeping the mind busy at least. 
Respect. Keep the mind busy. Stay positive always. And being positive always doesn't mean you're always happy. Mm-hmm. Be like, this is going to be a negative situation I'm going to have to endure. I should have a healthy and gentle mindset the way I can get through it without harming myself. And maybe I can learn something along the way. I think that's kind of the way to look at shit. So salute. salute. Um, where can people reach you? What's a good like business, social media contact type vibe? Business. Uh, Inquiries. Yeah, Instagram. IG. What's the IG? Say it, Jack. Uh, Ravine Music. There's uh, the Ravine Music. Uh-oh. Uh, You're just Ravine Music then. Yeah, we're just Ravine Music. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Um, <laughs> any other plugs? Any else you want to kind of shout out before I kind of wrap it up here? Shouts out Ryan Beat. Yeah, hey. shouts out Ryan Beat. Shouts Thanks. out Walk okay. the Wind. Shouts out One Pound. Shouts out Ben's Been Dead. Shouts out Nick Genesio. Nick Genesio. Yeah, shouts out. Shouts out. Like literally everybody is making music. Lena Rich. Yeah. Genevieve Stokes, dude. Shouts out all of them. Cool people, Jack Schwartz. Jack Schwartz. Yeah, he was on a podcast recently. Oh yeah, Young Jack dot J X C K. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. He makes he's dope as fuck. Yeah, cool dude. Cool I dude. Know. Talented dude. Yeah, man. I, there's so much talent, dude, and mm-hmm. like it's just cool. Cool to be part of the ecosystem. It's amazing. Right. And that's why we do what we do here at Bunny's Crew. We gotta put a little more light. Have everything be in one area. That way, everyone can be like, "What's popping?" Oh. There's a list. Yeah. Not learn about these artists, and there's a whole fucking interview, just like that. Full circle. All That's right. Awesome. Well, I'm gonna use my uh, verbal vernacular, spectacular, to wrap this up with a little bow on it. Joe and Henry, Oliver, are a duo from the Portland, Maine area. They make very eclectic mix of uh, genres. I call it singer songwriter. Um, music with splashes of r&b folk and pop in a way um again everything's up to interpretation of the listen always remember that just because i say something that's how i'm interpreted you don't ever have to be like what he says is fact don't do that you need multiple sources that's my thing about music because when i was in, when i was younger i'd like be like that's a music person they know what they're talking about everything they're saying is true no no i'm saying my opinion jack always want to say that first because that's key you got to form your own opinions but my opinion is these are two dope artists. They make a dope uh, sound out here in the Portland scene that's unique. It's cool that you're twins, too. I'm not going to lie. Like, I like that you guys are twins. That kind of adds something cool to, like, the brand. It's not the most uh, emboldening, biggest part of it. But I'm like, oh, these cousins. Because, like, honestly, like, with your long hair, you kind of could be, like, cousins or something. You don't look, like, direct, like, identical twins yeah. to me now. So the fact that you are twins is cool. Yeah, I see the way it's working. This yeah, you're right about that. But. Yeah, I had um triplet cousins growing up, and they looked exactly alike. Like you could tell, like the triplets. But... Was it like same haircut shit? Or... Yeah, same haircut. Like they always looked the same. I'm like, this is fucked. Like I, I could tell them apart easily somehow, but just, yeah, no. Although they got one, kind of started looking a little bit different. But regardless, you gotta love it. You gotta love it, but it's it's a bit of a freak show. <laughs> it is. It is. But I like that freak show, and I like the ravine. Um. The project is colored behind the eyes. Stay tuned for more. Bean Dogs too kind of got announced during this shit, so that's huge. Um, shout out Dice Arts. If you see a man with a hook for an arm and he's got a bucket of Vaseline, he says, "I got a flat tire behind Dice Arts. I need some help." And it's past 11 p.m. You don't go. Don't go. You don't. Go. Don't do it. 
All right. Just hop on 95. Just hop on 95. You're going south, dude. I would would go to Orono at that point. And then I'm like, I got to find like a fucking piece of pizza from like OHOP or something to my sorrows. Right. The blue zone or something. Or maybe go to Family Dog and fucking have a drink outside and yell at people. (laughs) I don't even know. I don't even go to Orono. All right. Ravine, thanks for coming. I got one more question. Is there anything else you want to say? No. All right. This is my last question. Where will the ravine be one year from now? Hopefully put someone else out. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I think, I think that's like the lesson. That's the lesson from this project is just like, just do it. Just put stuff out. Whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Um, so, yeah, hopefully like putting some of the stuff out that we have today some of the stuff that yeah feels really good honestly who knows though dude like a year ago today you could ask that or is it a bad day to say it but i know what you're trying to say you were trying to make a whole 2020 thing yeah yeah a lot can change in a year and who knows um hopefully i'm still alive we're still alive that's a big one if it's worth living you know unless it's like dystopia world and there's like three percent oxygen left in the year and you have to be like in some underground 12 monkeys totalitarian thing yeah, bro. i'm not living in mole world bro no yeah, shit. Ain't, ain't about that man straight up it should never mind i'm never going to speak my business about important global stuff on camera but let's just say mole world is the direction we're heading to that's bad almost <laughs> happening up in here jack but that's all i'm gonna say that's all i'm gonna say i'm already thinking 10 steps ahead of this fucking big business shit you see me um Dude, that's 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 for a separate pod or like, big tech big tech yeah we need sopranos pod we need um i guess world is collapsing yeah. and we got to survive podcast and then hey. honestly man we could i think we could riff for like eight hours we can do it i'm not serious like, i'm serious like, everyone's been inside so long everyone's like i could talk about anything forever and i'm already like that in general so i'm just like twice like that well this was fun boys unless you got anything else to say we're pretty much ready to, uh, to sign off here yeah dude thanks for having us yeah yeah round two yeah round two i think this one went a little bit better fingers crossed <laughs> even though like this shit like you gotta be come on this it's funny it's i'm not gonna front luckily having like three quarters into the interview so It'd be like that. All right. Well, thanks for listening at home. This podcast is sponsored by uh, Yardy King, Beach Boys, Fire on Four, Crow's Nest, and High Roller Lobster Company. Um, big tech. You can come for us. You ain't getting us. Thank you at home for dealing with the technological difficulties. Spread love. Be a good person. And we'll see you next week. Peace out, brother. See you, man. what it is shout out the ravine for coming through benny's crib shout out to you at home for listening shout out the sponsors fire on four yardy ting beach boys cannabis co high roller and crow's nest baba shop hey yo we got some exciting news it's a video podcast series now benny's crib is officially going to be on youtube as well and be a visual component to it um, so thank you for dealing with all the technological difficulties today and we're only up from here. Much love. See you next week. Take care of yourself. Peace. Rhyme beat.